Hello everyone, this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn, Educate, Discover. Now, it's been a really long time since I last published an LED episode. I last published an episode in March 2019. So it's been close to three years, which is a really long time. Um, I didn't want to stop working on LED. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I loved uh, talking to different people. I loved hearing about what their jobs were like, what their day-to-day was like. And more, more than anything, I really enjoyed sharing that perspective with all of you and seeing how it was helping so many people just learn about what to do in their careers, how to manage their careers, get advice for career management. So it really brought me a lot of joy. But at the same time, uh, publishing an episode, publishing a podcast takes a lot of time and a lot of effort uh, from inviting people to coordinating with them to actually doing the interview and then the editing process. That can be extremely tedious. And while I really enjoyed working on LED, the amount of work and time that it required to sustain publishing episodes, I, uh, I just could not uh, keep it up along with my day job. And so after a point, something had to give and I had to stop working on LED. But I really missed it. And for a while, I you know contemplated starting it again. But I knew that even if I started again, I would come back to not being able to keep up with the work that was required. So this time, while I am starting to work on LED again, I'm doing so with certain changes. So the first change that I'm making, and it's, it's an experiment, so we'll see if it works or not. But the first change that I'm making is that I, instead of publishing audio recordings of my discussion with different people, I'll be sharing the discussions in written format. And so it will literally be a blog post on the LED website, which is learneducatediscover.com. And anytime there is a new discussion, I will send an email out to the newsletter to anyone who has signed up for the newsletter. And so my first request to all of you is that if you're at all interested in LED's content, please sign up for LED's newsletter. You can do this by going to the website on learneducatediscover.com and I'll be sharing the link in the show notes also. Uh, But sign up for the newsletter because that's where I'll be sharing an email every time there's a new discussion. The second change that I'm making is that I understand that some of you are hardcore audio fans and that that you'd rather listen to audio than to read something. And so for you all, the change that I'm going to try is that instead of sharing the audio recording of the actual discussion between me and the guest, I'm going to do a voiceover of the written discussion on the podcast. Now, this may or may not work because I understand that it's completely different to actually listen to a discussion between two people versus listening to a voiceover. But... It's going to require lesser effort to do a uh, to do a voiceover and share that, and if it helps, then I, I think it's still uh, it's still helpful. So let's see how this particular piece goes.
And then the third change that I'm going to try is that I will not be editing any of the episodes that I publish on LED. And again, uh, you know, this may not be a great idea, but I think that if anyone is interested in this content, then you'd rather listen to content with maybe a few mistakes versus not listening to anything at all. So those are the changes that I'm making. Um, uh, as you heard, I will not be editing. So in this particular episode, if you're going to hear uh, some weird mistakes, uh, some funny distractions, I apologize in advance, uh, but hopefully there will not be too many of those. One note that I want to share before I get into the discussion is that, um, you know, as the creator of LED, I really enjoy hearing from listeners of the podcast or if you're consuming the content in written format. Whether you're a regular listener or not, whether you're a regular reader or not, it doesn't matter. But if you've found the LEDs, if you found LEDs content helpful in any way, I would really, really love to hear from you. And the reason for that is that if you're a creator, it doesn't matter what, what you're creating, whether it's a podcast, whether it's photography, painting, writing, whatever it is that you're doing, when you create things, you really enjoy hearing from people who use what you're creating. To see your products getting used, to see that people are finding your products helpful, to see that people enjoy your products, that's a big part of why someone does this, at least why I do this. So if you find LED helpful, please do write in and say hi. It, it really makes my day. And you can do this by dropping an email at hello at learneducatediscover.com. I repeat, the email is hello at learneducatediscover.com. And of course, you should subscribe to the newsletter on LED's website, learneducatediscover.com, to continue to get updates. All right, so with that, let's get into this first discussion, LED discussion in the year of 2022. Happy New Year, uh, by the way, uh, to anyone who's hearing this. So this discussion is with Anubhav Mangal, and he is a senior product manager with Amazon. And the discussion is about how he transitioned from management consulting to product management. Now, the reason I decided to do this discussion is that there is a lot of interest in tech these days, uh, and especially in the role of product management in tech. And it is also true that it's not very easy to break into product management, especially if you do not have any prior background in product management. And so I thought it might be helpful to talk to someone who's been able to make that transition successfully and just hear about what kind of challenges did, uh, what kind of challenges did they face? Did they find any resources or any processes particularly helpful? And what advice would they have to share with others who are looking to make a similar transition? So I hope you'll find this discussion helpful. Uh, once again, uh, just to call out, this is a voiceover of the written discussion between me and Anubhav, uh, but I hope you will still find it helpful. All right, now just give me a few seconds. I'm going to take a sip of tea. All right, so let's get into the discussion with Anubhav. And by the way, 
I will be sharing the link to the written discussion in the show notes. So you can always just quickly go and read the discussion on the website. That's going to be a lot faster. But here's the discussion. So my first question to Anubhav is, can you, or rather was, was, can you give us a brief overview of your background? And here's what Anubhav says. Anubhav says that I'm originally from India. I have an undergrad in metallurgical engineering and material science from IIT Bombay. After that, I was at McKinsey as a business analyst. And I also worked in a public sector startup where I was playing the role of chief of staff to the head of the organization. After that, I moved to the US to do my MBA and master's in computer science from the University of Chicago, Booth. Post-graduation, I joined Cisco in their corporate strategy team as a manager. After about one year in the role, I joined Amazon, AWS, as a senior product manager. So then I asked Anubhav to describe his role in corporate strategy at Cisco. This would help us get a better sense of what his previous work experience was like. So Anubhav says, a corporate strategy team works on defining corporate or business level strategy, typically around the business model, product, or go-to-market. And go-to-market includes sales, partnerships, channel or customer experience strategy for either the CEO of the company or a specific business unit head. The problems generally involve evaluating new or existing product strategies, entering a new market, product area or geography, evaluating possible inorganic opportunities, as well as go-to-market strategy with a view on increasing customer relevance, expanding revenue, or increasing competitiveness for the company. All right, so then I asked Anubhav, why did he decide to transition to product management? And here's what he says. I had never really worked in the technology space prior to my role at Cisco. For me, entering corporate strategy was a stepping stone to getting a better understanding of the technology ecosystem. What were the major trends, interesting segments, key players, and developing my point of view on what areas I would enjoy working in. While I enjoyed the role and it gave me the chance to build a point of view on what to build and advocate my views to business leaders, I felt that I had limited control over the actual decision of what to build. After one year, I felt like I had a good handle on the tech space at a high level and I was keen to dive deeper into the process of actually building products and the increased ownership that comes with a role like that. I felt like I wanted to now work in an end-to-end role where I was not only figuring out what to do, but also doing it. Product management seemed to fit the bill. I'm gonna take another sip, another sip of tea. So as you heard, uh, the reason Anubhav transitioned was because he wanted more ownership over the end-to-end product development process from figuring out what to build as well as building it. So my next question to him was, was the transition easy? 
uh, or was it hard? And what were the kind of challenges that he faced? And here's what Anupam says. The transition was challenging. The main issue is that product management is one of the more sought after functions in tech today. And companies value candidates with prior product experience. It wasn't easy trying to get my resume shortlisted by the recruiter without having this prior product experience. Even when I made it to the interviews, I often felt that even though my interviews went well, the fact that I didn't have prior PM experience didn't work in my favor. In a sense, it's sort of like a demand supply problem. Companies have enough candidates with prior PM experience to pick from. So why would they look at someone who doesn't have that experience? This definitely makes recruiting tough. I had a number of rejections from recruiters not screening my resume to interviewers disengaging during an interview upon finding out that I did not have prior PM experience to interviews where I felt that the experience that I brought to the table was not valued enough. I'm mentioning this to highlight that this can happen and that it can be demoralizing. The main advice that I will give is to stay at it. There are a lot of amazing opportunities out there and something is undoubtedly going to work out given enough effort. For example, in some interviews, I was asked questions that were specific to the PM function, but since I didn't have that experience, it wasn't always easy for me to answer them. However, by doing enough preparation and going through some of these interviews, I got the hang of how to answer these questions. A good tip here for those who are transitioning is to expect such questions and prepare well for them beforehand. So my next question to Anubhav was, what did he do to overcome all of these challenges? And he shares a number of really interesting tips. So here's what Anubhav says. One, I prepared for product case interviews. I wasn't really asked a full-fledged case in my interviews, but going through the process helped me answer product-related questions that came up in interviews, such as evaluating a feature or thinking about product metrics. The second thing is, anytime I was asked a question that seemed too specific to product management, and I wasn't sure if I'd answered their question satisfactorily, I would ask them if I'd missed anything. Some of them told me what they were looking for, and this helped me a bit better, and it some of them told me what they were looking for, and this helped me be better prepared for subsequent interviews. So this is really interesting, right? Like he is learning from each of his rejections and applying uh, the feedback that he was getting to subsequent interviews. Here's his third tip. Like I said, getting my resume shortlisted without prior product management experience was definitely the biggest challenge. There is no easy shortcut for this one. I kept trying and did not let this bother me. I also highlighted attributes that are typical to product management in my resume. For example, I talked about leading cross-functional teams and having some prior experience working with engineering and design because these things are valued in the PM role. Speaking to someone at a company who can put you directly in touch with the hiring manager helps immensely, especially if the referral 
especially if the referral comes from a PM. By doing this, you're essentially skipping the recruiter screen, which was the biggest hurdle in my case. So that seems like a really good tip, right? Like this is a good way if you, if the challenge that you're facing is that you're not being able to get your resume shortlisted by the recruiter, can you just try and sidestep that that pro, that uh, step in the process and just try and get a referral, which will make sure that your resume is looked at. Here's his fourth tip. As part of any standard interview process, you'll be asked various behavioral questions. Explain your prior work experience, significant projects and accomplishments, why you would like to transition into product management and situation questions. Tell me about a time you XXXXXX. It's important to prepare questions. It's important to prepare answers to these questions beforehand as you're virtually guaranteed to be asked some of these questions. Here's his fifth tip. It's important to do some research on the company you're interviewing with as well. Understand what the company's product is, who their customers are, and what needs those customers have. Having an understanding of their competitive position, their sales and marketing strategy, any recent news about them is also helpful. Whatever information you can gather about the company is helpful, both in the interview process as well as helping you decide whether the company is a good fit for you. And lastly, prepare a few questions to ask the interview, to ask the interviewer near the end of the interview. Almost all interviews leave almost all interviews leave 5 to 10 minutes for questions at the end. You should use that time to answer any questions you genuinely have about the company. But it's also a good opportunity to show that you've researched the company and are genuinely interested in the role. Interviewers like that. Try to make these questions specific to the interviewer. So if you're speaking to an engineering manager, don't ask him questions about sales complexities. Also, always err on the side of more questions. Some interviewers prefer to have candidates lead the interviews and will leave the door open for candidates to ask questions with maybe 20 to 30 minutes remaining in the interview, which is a long time. So my next question to Anubhav was, yes, I've heard that getting referrals can be very helpful. How did he go about finding people at companies who could refer him? And here's what Anubhav says. First, your own personal contacts are obviously very helpful. If you know people who are working at companies you're interested in, definitely leverage them. I've done this myself for people who wanted to join Cisco as PMs. Other than that, Make use of LinkedIn and tap into your professional network. In my case, I definitely leaned into my Booth and McKinsey network to help me make connections. And even if you cannot find someone who can refer you, do not hesitate from cold mailing people on LinkedIn. You never know who might reply. Additionally, try reaching out to hiring managers or HR recruiters on LinkedIn directly as well. Sometimes you might hear back from them too. Uh, I, I did ask Anubhav if he got uh, any responses to his cold emails and Anubhav says that the hit rate was low, but a few kind souls did reply. So, you know, still worth a shot. Then I asked Anubhav, does he have any recommendations for cold mail etiquette? 
and here's what Anubhav says. I think thinking about this from the other person's point of view will help a lot. They are probably receiving many such requests and are clearly doing you a favor. Think about how you can make this easy for them while acknowledging the fact that they are doing you a favor. So keep the message you send them short and crisp. Make it clear what you're asking for and above all, ensure that you thank them. I then asked Anubhav whether there are things that candidates can do on their job or outside to improve their profile for PM. And here's what Anubhav says. While I didn't do this myself, finding ways that enable you to demonstrate core product management's attributes can help. You don't have to necessarily build a product. For example, if your job gives you an opportunity to talk to customers internal or external to either build some sort of a program or some sort of internal process that demonstrates PM skills. So talk about that. I also know of people who do their own side projects, such as a website or a blog that demonstrates similar skills. Plus it's fun. Still others do courses on product management although I'm not sure how effective or helpful they are. So my last question to Anupav was if he has any parting advice for others looking to transition to PM. Anupav says that first of all, spend some time thinking about whether you really want to do product management and whether you'll enjoy it. Speak to friends, try to understand their day-to-day, listen to the LED podcast, uh, I plus one that, and make sure you're not just following the herd. Once you're sure, prepare well. There are standard questions such as why product, why this company, why this role, and these can be easily aced with adequate preparation. More importantly, keep trying and don't lose heart. You will face rejection, maybe even a lot of it, but if you keep at it, you will definitely land something good. There's a lot of demand for great people. All right, so that was the end of my discussion with Anubhav. I hope that you found that helpful. Uh, First of all, if you are someone who is aspiring to get into tech and who is interested in the product management role, then I think this discussion should have helped you. I will link to the written discussion in the show notes also if you just want to read the discussion. Uh, Secondly, I understand that listening to a voiceover is not the same as listening to a discussion. So I would love to hear from you. Please share your feedback. How did you find this? What would be your ideas on improving this? Would you suggest trying any other format? So drop me a note at hello at learneducatediscover.com. And then lastly, uh, do not forget to sign up for the newsletter. Every time there is a new discussion, I will be sending an email out to people who have signed up for the newsletter. So sign up at learneducatediscover.com. I repeat, learneducatediscover.com. Right there on the homepage, you'll see a very easy form you can fill out to subscribe. So I hope you'll do that. And until the next time, bye-bye.